Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. So uh, I'm getting ready today with Erica, uh, and we got church coming up, and all of a sudden it dawns on me uh, that, you know, today is the last Sunday of a decade. Like, it's not just the last Sunday of the year, right? I mean, we could get a, I could get up here and we preach the, you know, new, the New Year's sermon of New Year, New You, if you want me to, but I'm not going to do that because it's probably out, been outdone a couple times. But this is the last Sunday of the decade, and I started to think back of like, my gosh, it has been a decade and a half, right? I mean, it has been, it, I, I was thinking about our lives. We were talking about like, what, were life, what was life like 10 years ago? It might as well have been a lifetime ago, right? Like, we didn't have kids 10 years ago. We've got two kids, Olivia and Ben. They're three and five. Uh, and sometimes life feels like they've just always been around. But they haven't. They, I mean, 10 years ago, we didn't have kids. We didn't even, we weren't even, we definitely weren't even thinking about having kids. Because 10 years ago, we weren't even married, right? We're, uh, this April 15th, we're going to celebrate nine years. Nine of them. On April 15th, and uh, I'm thankful that yeah, I got that correct. Um, but yeah, so 10 years ago, like, we were dating, right? I was trying to trick you into marrying me. I was like, I'm a nice guy, yeah, you know. Um, but we were just dating. We were having a good time. Um, 10 years ago was, was a long time ago. I mean, I started doing some research, and I realized that, um, like, 10 years ago, like, iPads weren't even around. Isn't that crazy? Now, like, all your, like, five-year-olds have iPads, and they're watching Netflix or whatever it is. Um, but there's so much that's happened. Uh, t- ten years ago, we weren't even doing full-time ministry together. We weren't in full-time, full-time church. Um, and so to think back on these past ten years, man, it has been fantastic to see what God has done. I mean, we could t- sit here and talk about win after win after win after win of, of what's happened in our lives over ten years and how... I believe that, that my life is, I, I feel I'm better today, mostly because you're with me now, but I'm better today than I was 10 years ago. And, uh, and so it's been, it's been a good 10 years, right? And for many of us, we could sit here and make a list of how it's been a good 10 years for us, of things that have worked out the way that we thought they were supposed to work out and how, how God opened the door of blessing. But then also, some of us, we might sit here and think, you know, these past 10 years, I could have done without those past 10 years. There's some things that have happened in these past 10 years that, like, I don't want to relive. I don't want to go through again. Um, it's, for some of us, it's, it's not been a good 10 years. It's been a painful 10 years. Regardless, I believe that sometimes, you know, when we get into a stage like this, a new chapter of life, as we go into this next decade, it's, it's, it's helpful to look back and see your past, and see kind of what's happened, and, and how you got to where you're at now. For, for the most part, I think it's helpful, but if we're not careful, sometimes I, I believe that, that helpful can also be hurtful. 
Because for some of us, we're not thinking about 10 years of where we've had kids and gotten married. We're thinking of, okay, well, in this past 10 years, I, I got a divorce. For some of us, you, you might have gotten a couple divorces. For some of you here today, you might have lost someone close to you. I have a personal friend that, um, that just a couple years ago lost his son, his teenage son. That's not, it's not an easy thing to live with when you think back on the past decade. For some of us, we've lost our businesses. Um, where we were at 10 years ago was a lot better financially than where we're at now. Um, for some of us, the past 10 years, uh, we might have lost ourselves. You know, some of us are dealing with addiction issues, uh, with what's on the internet, with substances, with alcohol. And somewhere along the way, maybe in 10 years, you've You've lost yourself. And then others still, in the past 10 years, you can think through, and you might have gotten to a point where you've actually been hurt in these past 10 years. And for, for being human, the chances are you've probably, you've probably held on to that hurt of your past. But as we finish up this decade, as we close the chapter on this, I don't know, what 2010 decade, what do you call this now? You had the 80s, 90s? That we're in the teens now? My 20s, whatever we are, I don't know, I'm getting old. For the close of this decade that we're in, as we go into this next decade, I try to think of, like, what are the things that we need? How do we deal with our past in order that we might get into this next chapter? Because I, I hate to tell you, guess what? It's, it's going to happen for all of us. Coming in just a few days, we're going to close the door on, on the teens or whatever this was, and we're going into the 2020s, and it's going to happen. What are the things that we need to be aware of when it comes to our past as we push forward? And this is what I came up with. Number one, the first thing that I believe that you got to do with your past, the thing that you got to do to get through and on to the next chapter is this. you got to process your past. Look at your neighbor and say, process your past. Process your past. Um, you know, this past week I had a situation happen in my life in which I got, like, super offended. Anyone in here ever been super offended? No, you guys are good Christians, right? Perfect. I got super offended by something that someone said to me. Now, before you get too crazy, I know, like, as soon as, like, the pastor says he got offended by something someone said, everyone's thinking, like, oh, my gosh, what I said to the pastor. It was not you, I promise you, okay? So just put your heart at ease. Um, but I got super offended to the point where I was, like, burning mad not just for a couple hours, but for like a few days. Like I just could not get over this thing that had been said to me, that had happened to me, and I was incredibly frustrated. And Erica knew every which way about it because I told her it must have been 15 times. We talked about it for a long, long time. But one of the things that happened when I got offended, when I, when I was hurt, was I stopped for a second. I thought, okay, is there truth to this? Is there something in this that I, need, that I need to get out of this? Is there something that's going to help me get better? It, it took a while because I had to sit there and think about it. I had to chew through some conversations. I had to chew through the details of what had happened, which wasn't easy to do because it was something that had caused me some pain. But I had to sit there and go through it and process what had happened in the past so that I could get through it. 
Because the truth is, is I knew that there was, okay, there's got to be some nuggets of truth. There's got to be something to this. There's got to be something that I can take away from this that can make me better. For many of us, when it comes to what happened in the, the, this last decade, for some of you, it's hard to think about. It's hard to go through. But I want to challenge you as, you as you close the chapter on, on this decade and as you go into this next chapter of life, I want to challenge you to process your past. Maybe today you take a few minutes and you think through what all has happened, what all you've learned, or is there something that you still need to take away from it before you close the door on it? First thing I think you got to do going into this next chapter of life is you got to process your past. That's not an easy thing for us to do as Americans because we've gotten to the habit now of ghosting our past, right? How many of you guys know what ghosting means? Sometimes we do that to people, right? There's someone that someone hurts you or says something about you and you just ghost them, which is like you delete them off Facebook, you delete them off of your phone, you never see them again, right? Some of us, we've done this to ex-boyfriends or ex-girlfriends. Huh? Yes? A couple people have, yeah? It's really weird when you ghost someone, but then you still go to church with them and you see them across, it's weird, but... Don't ghost your past as you get into this next chapter of life. Process your past. The second thing I believe that you got to do is you've got to pull through your past. Look at your number and say, pull it through your past. You know, I, uh, I stayed in this funk for like a few days this past week because of this offense that had happened to me. Um, and I just talked about I must have talked about it with like three other people. Uh, and at some point, I probably asked forgiveness because there might have been a, an edge of gossip at some point with it. Um, I'm not perfect. I apologize for that. Um, but at some point, Erica comes to me and she says, buddy. And whenever my wife says, buddy, like, it is not because we're friends. You know, I'm going to tell you right now. She says, baby, or love, or something, or Brian. Uh, but if she says, buddy, it's like red flags. She said, buddy, you're going to have to get up and over this. I, I'm like, at first I was like, I'm offended by you. I've been, I've been hurt this week. I've been offended. There's something that's happened to me. And you're supposed to love me and cherish me through better or worse. Talking about you, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Through better or worse. But she says, buddy, you're going to have to get over this. You're going to have to pull through it. Because you can't sit in this anymore. Because what had happened is as I was sitting in this offense, as I was sitting in my past, I was making my own life miserable. I was making the people around me miserable. And it was affecting the world that I lived in because I was just sitting in it. I wasn't pulling through it. Many of us today, you got to decide to pull through your past. Luke chapter 9, verse 62 says this. It says, but Jesus told him, Anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Now, this is Jesus speaking, right? And in this situation, like, some of you don't understand because we don't have a whole lot of farmers here. I think the Hallams are about the only people that are farmers here. You guys would understand a plow. But a plow, you would hook up to a plow. You would hook a, a cow up to it or a horse up to it. And, and then you would plow rows so that your, your corn or whatever you're trying to grow could grow in it. But the whole time, you had to be focused on what was ahead to plow correctly. It'd be kind of like this, okay? Um, you ladies shopping at Target, right? Any of you guys, you push your shopping cart looking behind you like this? No, right? Because you run into something. 
you'll hit somebody. Same thing with driving, right? Some of y'all are already dangerous drivers enough, so please look forward. But for some of us, we, we, we're stuck. We get stuck in looking back on what happened in our past, what happened in the offense, what happened to, to our hurt, and because of it, we become a danger and we start to bring down the people around us. We start to hurt ourselves. You know, one of the, the things I, I was thinking about this week was, uh, how many of you guys uh, remember, know what a pacifier is, right? For most of us, if you've had kids and stuff like that, um, there's something that like really gets, makes, makes me feel weird when I see like, you know, like a, like a seven-year-old with a pacifier, you know, does that ever get, I mean, no offense if your seven-year-old has a pacifier in, but I'm just tell you, I get weirded out about it. I don't know why. Because there's, there's, there's at a point where you should only chew on stuff for so long of a time, right? I'm just, I'm just being honest. I went back, I went to, um, Erica and I are on this diet. We're doing great, by the way. She's, you've lost a bunch of weight so far. Good job. Um, right? Is that a bad thing? Uh, you just gave me the look like I'm in trouble, so crap. But anyways, we went to Texas Roadhouse, right? We got vegetables, and then I got a small little steak. And anybody love steak? Oh, my gosh, that'll about get you saved. Texas Roadhouse steak is fantastic. But I had this steak, and inside steak sometimes, there's this thing called silver skin or sinew. And that stuff is tough. The steak is great, but that stuff inside of it can, sometimes can be tough. And if you're not careful, you can sit there and you can cut through your steak and you can eat it, oh, this is good, but you'll get a little piece of sinew and you have one option, two options. Option number one, you can sit there and chew on it. And you go chew on it forever because that thing ain't ever going to break apart. It's still going to be there. It's still going to taste gross. And you just keep chewing it. Or you can do what you should do and just spit it the heck out. For many of us today, sorry, Mom, I'm, I'm making you embarrassed. I apologize. For many of us, what happened in your past, you need to pull through it, and you need to spit it out. You need to be looking forward. Stop looking in the past. Amen? Last thing, number three, to get through this next chapter, when it comes to your past, you've got to persist on purpose. Look at your neighbor saying, persist on purpose. You know, in spite of your shortcomings... In spite of your hurt, in spite of your insecurity in life, God's still got a plan. God wants to get you to the next chapter. He's got a plan for you in the next chapter, but he needs you to be persistent and be purposeful and get through your past. Because what's coming ahead is exciting. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 says this, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Forget the past and look forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for God, for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling me. Push forward. Get to the prize. Get into the next chapter. Get past this. Persist on purpose. Some of y'all, you've been talked about, you've been offended. Guess what? You need to forget about them chumps and pursue what God has called you to pursue and get into what's next. 
I love history. We can learn so much from history. But I also love dreaming about the future and what's ahead. I love when, I love when things are new, right? Anybody here, you like new things? I like new things, right? New cars, right? Love the, new, love the, smell, of, love the sm- smell of a new car, right? New home. Um, how about new babies, right? We love, we love to hold new babies. Like, no one wants you to come up and say, hey, you want to hold my 11-year-old, right? <laughs> Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. We want to hold new babies because new is better. This, uh, this past week, it was raining, and Eric and I are uh, driving down the road into Daytona, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, we just can't see anything because the windshield wipers on her van are probably... I, 10 years old, who knows, they were gross. And it was doing the thing where it was like, even like a downpour, and so like, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, it's a terrible sound. That's going to be on YouTube, someone's going to grab it, that's terrible. <laughs> but finally, I just had enough. I thought about, I was like, okay, well maybe I can pull over, and I've got some cleaner in the back of the car, I can clean it up real quick, and like it'll still it'll it'll still get us through. They'll probably last another couple months. Finally, I just gave up. I said, "Nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to get some new windshield wipers." And so, as I'm out there in the rain with these new windshield wipers, I cannot figure out how to get them on. And I'm a hand, like I'm a handy guy. Okay, I mean I got tools, and if if I can't fix it, I can break it pretty good, you know. And but I'm out there, and it's pouring down rain. And I cannot get these windshield wipers on. I got the old ones off. And so I'm, now I'm like worse than what I was before because you can't just drive around without windshield wipers on. Thank God a guy came over. And this guy, he had just put new windshield wipers on his wife's car. And he knew exactly what to do to help me get new windshield wipers on my car. He didn't come over and tell me how to deal with the old ones. I tried to think about cleaning, but that didn't work out. But having new ones made all the difference. And as soon as we hit that little button and drove down the road, and it went one swish, it was like, that's what the road looks like. <laughs> all I saw before was just bright lights and droplets. And everything, everything was better. New is better. And sometimes for many of us, getting into a new chapter of life is exactly what you need. But you can't do it on your own. See, experiencing new for you, this new life, is not something that, that you can put your hands to. It's not something that you can like, you know, wipe the old life you know, clean and make it all work out so that you can get into this next chapter. Sometimes you need someone to come along and help you get into the new chapter and help make your life new again. 2 Corinthians Chapter 5, verse 17 says this. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has become, has begun. And Isaiah 43, 18 to 19 says this. It says, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. This is the Lord speaking. He said, for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create river in a dry wasteland. 
for many of you, this past decade has been a dry wasteland. And maybe it's time to stop having to trudge through it. And maybe it's time to say, Jesus, show up in my life and let this be a river. Show up in my life and make me new. Take my old, take all this that, that was, take the things that I can't fix anymore and make it new again. The best part about this situation, though, is you can't do it yourself. It can only happen through Jesus. And so today, uh, with what's coming up in just a couple days, I want to challenge you with something. How many of you want to experience new life in this new year? That's what I want to experience. I want this new chapter of my life to be fresh. I don't want it to be a repeat of the old chapter. I don't want it to be a, a thing where I just got to go through another chapter with the same wiper blades on. I'm ready for new to open up in my life. But I know it only happens through Jesus. And so with every head, bowed, every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. If you're here today and you say, I want to experience new life here in this new year. I think the thing that allows that to happen is surrender to Jesus. And so based on whatever's happened in this past year, based off of your past and your hurt and your pain, I want to challenge you today to make one move that symbolizes surrender to Jesus for what this next chapter is. That sign is just going to be both hands up and then bringing them right back down. And so when I say so, I want to give you an opportunity to surrender. And as you put your hands up, I want you to visualize and release in your heart all those pains, all that past, all that worry, all that shame, and surrender it to God and receive what is new life. Jesus, you know what all the things in our lives are. You know what we're dealing with. You know our past and our pain and our heart. I pray that as we take this step, you would take it off of us and that you would prepare us for new life in this new decade, in this new season. And I thank you for it in advance. On the count of three, if you want to surrender those things, I want you to put your hands up. One, two, three. Jesus, you've seen them. You know what we're going through. You know what we need. I thank you for it in advance. Have your way. I thank you so much for what's happened in this past decade. God, in spite of the pain, in spite of our shortcomings, in spite of the hurt, I thank you for this new season and new life as we surrender to you and choose for you to let you have your way. Thank you for what's to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.